In this world, is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 1, Chapter 1, The Black Swordsman. Wow. Wow. You're still in deep. Oh, Oh, yes. I need to turn my voice. (laughs) No more evil, I need to go back back to the incarnate mode of of Griffith and not the Gotham. See, see. Uh, Come on up. Come on, Osan. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Uh, We have a little first episode going on here of No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. There are no others, not that I've ever seen in my life. Never. Uh, Ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are streaming live here at, uh, at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, which is, if you're new to this show, is our other podcast called Probing Ancient Aliens, where you can go listen to 250-ish episodes of uh, that show. And then that show's continuing in another form where we're, we're probing like a uh, the Gaia Network, which is this like consciousness-based uh, streaming platform. So uh, if you like this show... And you're open-minded, and you got that. You want to open that third eye? Then uh, listen to Probing Ancient Aliens on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, yeah, I am Joey. Next to me here, as my you can see my hand, the Twitch, oh, channel, Twitch chatters is Ryan, and uh, Steve is recording over classic. at his the remote classic. location. Uh, the guy in the chair. Yeah, so. Oh. he's uh uh, heading the soundboard up see uh, yeah this is our very first episode of our berserk podcast um you can subscribe to this once it's once it's live of course it will be if you're listening to this later on but uh uh and yeah if you want to chat along with us as we record the show we're going to be recording pretty much every or no sorry every other monday night to start off with this is the bi-weekly podcast um because our other show that I just mentioned is we're the pretty verse. Week, so yeah, <laughs> we're power verse. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, make sure and subscribe to twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens to chat about no guts, no glory, the berserk podcast with us. Uh, make sure and give us reviews. If you like the show on Apple podcasts and Spotify, especially uh, it helps us get found by, other little, uh, um, other little strugglers out there. We'll call you, you fans of berserk, the strugglers, um, but uh, as, as guts is, but uh, uh, yeah, we we are three men, no baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's probably never heard of that movie. Ryan's a little right. on the younger side. From well, us, we're but. only three men for a little while. Right. <laughs> Someone's that's going to be a on big, camera. big release or uh, <laughs> unveiling throughout yes. the series. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move my left my left headphone so I can hear Ryan a little better, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are go like what, so what is this show? Okay. There is a manga, which is Japanese for comic book. And it's been going on since 1988. I believe it is called berserk. Uh, Ryan and I are obsessed with it. Steve is getting obsessed with it. He's the newest. We're bringing him in, uh, newest initiate. I should say, um, I pooped uh, earlier. It has been going on for a very long time. There are, 
40 something volumes uh, of the of the manga um, and we are going to be covering basically chapter by chapter as the as the manga goes on that's not going to make sense because some chapters are like 12 pages and that's not really enough to do a podcast but usually those are part of a chunk of chapters um, or part of like a like a part it'll be like part you know one of the blah 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 chapter right so uh, but we'll always obviously let you know uh, what to read if you want to read along with us. But um, my goal always, though, is just like our other show, Probing Ancient Aliens, is that it should be thorough enough that you don't really have to read it. If you're not, you're not going to be, you shouldn't be lost if you're just listening to the episode. We don't want to have you uh, have to do any work if you don't want to. But um, um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's kind of a good introduction. But the gist, we have uh, we have a segment uh, on our other show called how you doing steve how you doing joey which is now going to be called how you doing ryan how you doing steve how you doing joey and we're going to use this segment this first time to to let uh each of us expound on what i just said and kind of introduce <laughs> themselves and uh you know who are you how, how did you get into berserk initially what draws you to guts what draws you to puck's little buns that are on almost every page of this first yes. chapter <laughs> somewhat problematic yes does he poop <laughs> <laughs> uh but ryan hey. how, how you doing space j3000 <laughs> our first chatter tonight always gets the honor oh, of wow. asking how you doing so that's that's great so uh obviously i'm uh new to the podcast but hey how's everyone doing um i've streamed a little bit on twitch before but very lightly so i'm getting used to this whole like recording thing the fancy mics and all but anyway what drew me to berserk is uh like many of you guys, I was fucking depressed um, and I, I needed something in my life that was going to make me feel accomplished in some sort of way. And so someone had recommended a Berserk a long time ago as saying, this is the, this is the show, this is the manga that you don't want to read because it's going to fuck you up. It's going to mess you up in many ways. And so I was like, well, I can't really get much lower so <laughs> anyway not to bring down the vibe but yeah nope. i i was like fuck it i'll just give it a shot and it was amazing i mean i was staying up till like 4 a.m just scrolling through because i i read it an online version but yeah it was it was great i i loved the <laughs> no um i have the book right here yeah. it's uh, it's fine um i made up for it <laughs> yes yes but, yeah, those things are uh hefty but anyway yeah i uh um, about the, the comic uh, yeah <laughs> yes well the, the hard covers they're oh. like weightlifters right here. Uh, even more so <laughs> um yeah but i i was staying up super late just just reading and reading i i loved guts i loved how it was just so brash and and in your face like what he wanted to present and it was it was also thinky i i really like the psychological stuff um and so Berserk was right up my alley, but it also just, it was fun just watching Guts cleave through dudes. It was, yeah. it was fun in that respect too. But how many years ago roughly was this? Oh gosh, it was probably two years ago. Oh, pretty wow. recently. Okay. Uh, basically around when Mira, uh, we found out Mira passed mm. is shortly after that. I actually started reading it because oh, um, it was, it was on the forefront of a lot of people's, you know, postings and mm. such. So. Anyway, yeah, I started reading about that long ago. I have read every chapter so far. Mm -hmm. um, I am caught up completely, and it's uh, it's still amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, nice. that's me. I'm I'm Ryan. Nice. Hi, Steve. <laughs> how who are you? 
for the new listeners here. There's going to be a freaks out there. Yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> watch out, buddy. <laughs> right. This is this our podcast. Yeah, side trip. We had to tone it down a little bit. We were getting too big, too many yeah. followers. <laughs> so we challenged ourselves with restarting. Our kicks were too the loud. Producers at Spotify hate these three podcasters. <laughs> we're here on some freedom bullshit network that we made up ourselves because yeah. we were getting censored and no followers. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been, um, kind of let's say in the nerd world most all of my life started collecting and going to frankincense early stages of life uh and frankincense is a local lo- sorry like miniature yeah. comic convention in southern yeah, california it's twice a week and now they've up their time but um yeah it's basically like a permanent comic con flea market kind of deal in a warehouse now a costco out in the city of industry in sunny southern california um yeah going to stuff like that comic con since 1998 uh owned a collectible shop which is still in business to this day uh and yeah been to countless cons anime expo all that fun stuff but basically long story short you kind of just get pulled into this world whether you like it or not um but yeah i mean it i think the first anime i ever watched was akira back in like 94 93 Mm. something like that um so that definitely kicked it off um we have local chinatowns here so the one in la one in uh san francisco and we, it's all the same stuff right i mean no. <laughs> Whoa. no i'm just joking but i even remember buying like uh thinking like animes were or like manga like that kind of comic books i remember being in chinatown as a kid in san francisco just buying comic books because i thought they looked cool but i had zero idea and again this was in chinatown so i'm sure it was like chinese kanji and all that fun stuff um or it could have been Japanese. I don't remember. Uh, but the same. <laughs> but uh, yeah, kind of would be more of a watcher, not a reader uh, of all these things. So I haven't really dove into a manga. Um, as we all know, Ding Dong Fundy from our other show, uh, AK Fat Matt. He's hardcore. He's all the way through Naruto, uh, oh, wow. I believe. Uh, my buddy Wolf is also deep in the berserk world. But yes. um yeah, I think it was on like he's going to be at least one listener of this show for oh, sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I messaged him just now saying we're on. <laughs> Let's go, um, one listener. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, just kind of in this world peripheral, always appreciated the animes. Uh, always, you know, enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I think I've watched the movies on Netflix and then the new show, which everyone hates, but yeah, I'm not <laughs> deep in it enough to care. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was fine, just you know, yeah. getting the story to at least you know absorb that way. Uh, and I've enjoyed the book so far. Uh, I have the first big, thick book uh, in my possession. And yeah, you kind of rip through that. Pretty it was quick. too big to be called a book. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I kept wondering, had this guy met me before? Because he kept talking about his big slab. And <laughs> thank God. It was like uh, a slab like, of pages. Is he describing me? What's going on? I, I just felt so connected. Um, you felt so seen. By exactly. Mr. Mayor, yes. By yes. Yes. It's, it's very awesome. textured too, See. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, I know, it I'm a, a it's a nice texture. texture on the um assuming you've been out of the shower and lotioned up and stuff, but right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> you you haven't been sunning as much. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're not part of those people that do the taint sunning. Right, the butt chugging uh, sunlight. Yeah. Remember that a few years ago? People would go oh, out oh, naked it's still and a thing. sun their taints. <laughs> yeah, they would spread and go. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so that's go. me. Uh, long-term nerdish person uh, soaking it in. Speaks fluent nerdish. <laughs> See. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am I am Joey. Um, Hi, Joey. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. You First are seen. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you we are speak her name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I came to Berserk. How many uh, times? <laughs> oh, the eclipse. I I mean, countless dozens of times. <laughs> Lots of rewinding. I melted the fucking tape. Gallant. Yeah. That's why I couldn't turn your pages. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you actually hid this in a Alice in Wonderland VHS. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right next to Peter the, the Peter Pan one. I'll have to. Oh, we'll, we'll be telling that story like, for like Ryan's puck. benefit okay. on this uh, on this show. Um, but uh, <laughs> in public, especially with my dad still alive now <laughs> after our right. transplant. Uh, so he's anyway, the yeah. trans one. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, my dad is trans now. <laughs> he has a whole new heart. He identifies as yeah. having a new heart. Right. Uh, <laughs> Emotionally uh, and physically. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So I came to Berserk through the 97 original season of anime that covered the golden age arc. It was 20 some episodes. So kind of a full, what we would call an American style, you know, size season. And I believe that was like 99 or 2000. Um, I'd seen it on TV somewhere randomly. That might've been like late night on cartoon network back in the day or something weird, but well, you used to get um, the bootleg. VHS tapes is just stuff in general back then too. Yes, right? that was all DBZ back in the no, day. No, no, the, yeah. the graded VHSs. Um, but uh, yeah, I never bought Berserk Elite because I think I think by the time I bought it, oh yes, I bought it at Suncoast Video, um, which is now defunct, I believe. I thought it was the entire box set because they gave you the box for the box set. In it was one DVD with a, a case with a DVD in it, and then five more with no DVDs in it. So it's like, hey, if you buy the buy more of the disc, you can put them in here. And I was like, and it was like probably thirty nine ninety nine. I was like, oh, it's kind of a steal, but whatever. Meanwhile, it was way too expensive for one DVD yeah. with like five episodes on it or whatever. So, um, got the rest of the DVDs. Uh, I think I watched it through a couple times. Uh, so, and especially, yes, fell in love with the story and the characters. I mean, I fell in love with everything. But still, to this day, when I think of berserk i think of susumu hirasawa's soundtrack to that like i can't like that that music and i was this so this was when i was like 17 i think when i first bought them ish so um also very depressed uh <laughs> and uh i mean there's kind of a uh an archetypical character that i don't know i mean growing i mean ryan didn't grow up in the 90s he was born in the late 90s but um just the kind of 80s his 90s seed was spilled yeah. Into, into the 90s and became <laughs> exactly yeah um but i which is it, this makes me feel old though it's like when i was watching berserk for the first time i think he was still single digit age <laughs> or something Ooh, like <laughs> sounds illegal. likely yeah <laughs> but uh um anyway uh what was i just saying the music yeah the uh, music. well the archetypical yes, yes. character oh type. yeah sorry the 80s and 90s kind of anti-hero character like i was way into like Todd McFarlane comics, like Spawn, a lot of image comics in general, which were like all anti-heroes all the time. And uh, Guts reminded me a lot of Spawn, or I should, it should be the other way around because he came first. <laughs> uh, was a hot date. But uh, um, but yeah, I loved that Guts was completely anti-destiny, <laughs> like completely anti-system. Uh, he was he's hyper him hyper individualistic my oh. phone is ringing and it shouldn't be i'm very sorry i never have my ringer on oh my um, god but um uh, i had a uh, dog dermatology appointment today so i needed my phone on but um just for myself not for my dog that's insane you've got some wear in you 
Mm, I yeah. want that to come out. Moon's <laughs> coming along in that next um, phase. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I loved that he was so hateful. I loved that he had uh, so much rage that he could direct into something. His like, because you know the, the 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 fighting and the killing that he does is so pure <laughs> and raw, and he is completely pragmatic. And so, also as someone who grew up doing lots of different martial arts and also doing Asian martial arts because I didn't think there was um, any sort of like Western, like Europeans, like, Hey, how do you, how did the Europeans fight? How did they use swords? How did they use spears? How did they use a dagger? How did they fight without anything? Uh, I didn't find a martial arts group like that till much later, but in my heart of hearts, I always hated the pomp and circumstance of how, you know, most, you know, McDojos as they call them are taught today. And so basically Berserk kind of hit on all those points. Um, and, and just guts is like total fuck you attitude to anyone that gets in his way. But as you quickly learn deep down, he has a very big heart and he has a very, I wouldn't say a heart of gold, but he's like chaotic good, right. In right. like Dungeon and Dragons terms. Right. It means so well. exactly like he, he, uh, I mean, we'll talk about in this first chapter, he, he's much cockier on the surface in these early volumes. But um, of course, he's covering up a big trauma that we'll get to later. But right. uh, but yeah, um, I uh, it just kind of hit all those notes. And then when I saw the end of the series and when you see the eclipse scene, I was like, like, I, I, I didn't love, you know, minute to minute watching the horrific gore and, and you know, sexual assault that's happening with monsters and stuff. But um, in terms of what he does to himself to save the woman he loves, hit the romantic in me in a very big way. So the ultimate anyway, white knight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> mean the black swordsman. Black swordsman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and I also loved the um, the westernness of what is you know a very Japanese art style and comic, right? Like 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 Kentaro Miura is like. Was and and now that once I finished college and my writing degree and my English degree, I really saw how much he was probably working through a lot of his own anti-establishment, anti-order life that most Japanese people have to deal with, right? And mm -hmm. there's so much repression there. And guts is like an example of what if what if somebody just let loose to their fullest extent, you know. Um, and and also how much how much anger and rage must be built up. Uh, I mean, we could we'll go on forever about this kind of Western Western Eastern thing uh, with Mir as as it goes on. But um, uh, there's lots of examples of that. But anyway, um, that's enough from me. I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have segments on this show, and the first one is something that I completely ripped off from another podcast I listen to called Just King Things, which is a Stephen King podcast where they read every Stephen King book in publication order. <laughs> so it's a monthly podcast, so it only comes out, you know, every four weeks. But um, anyway, they have something called a five-sentence summary. That's for a novel. I'm changing it. It's going to be a four-sentence summary. It's one better than that. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to take this on 
uh, this first time because I didn't write the show document until today. So uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to ask either of you to do it. But uh, I was looking at that like, okay, uh, uh, four sentences. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've got the book. I'm like, let me skim. Uh. No, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Uh, I don't even we'll need rotate. an excuse. <laughs> we'll just we'll do improv reading quotes from here and see if right. it makes sense. <laughs> just start making four sound effects. Yeah, like just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but four sentence summary. So I've read this chapter twice. <laughs> I've read this chapter twice, one of them today, and took like kind of main the main notes for it. But this is still going to be challenging. So this is off the cuff. I'm not reading this off of Wikipedia or anything. Four like sentences. Yes. Go. Okay. First sentence. Berserk opens with a cold open that depicts a man who is naked having sexual intercourse with a woman who is naked, comma, this woman changes into a monster and this man sticks his arm into her mouth and his arm is a cannon. She's dead. The, Amazing. That's sentence one. Okay? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Long uh, sentence, but we'll let you, we'll let you slide first. I'm time. a writing major, bro. <laughs> we, actually, we actually had a class where it was a critical thinking class where our professor challenged us to make the long to write the longest like legal like grammatically legal sentence you could um and i think the winner it was something like 104 words and it was like a real like because <laughs> it was like and there was like multiple semicolons yeah like, i was gonna you know, say how many semicolons parentheticals all that stuff <laughs> but uh and yet that uh, weird it got weird when he asked for the the barely legal sentences right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sentence two the man from the sexual interlude walks into a medieval-esque town and kills a gang of men who are torturing an attractive androgynous elf. Sense complete. You needed to add the attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it's necessary. All right. Nice Sentence second. Three. The swordsman who saved the elf is caught by the soldiers of Coca Castle. He is, thr- comma, he is thrown into jail, comma, he is tortured, and the same elf, comma, and the same elf saves him. Period. Okay. This is going to be a long well, last one, I can we tell. No berserk's a Pepsi man, and that's what caused all this issue. Right. <laughs> oh, Coca Castle? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> took me a couple seconds okay. again. Um, uh, no, this fork sentence won't be that long. Um, sentence four. After breaking out of jail, the swordsman defeats the evil baron that runs the town below Coca Castle, who is actually what is called an apostle, comma, <laughs> And snarkily tells this apostle to enjoy burning to death slowly and leaves the town. Wow. Period. That was, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. It's like a fun little thought experiment. Well, yeah. I, I when when you said four sentences, I was thinking like very short sentences, but that actually kind of got most of everything. <laughs> they could, they could be as short as we want to. Like you could, I mean, right. it, cause I could have said all that. I, mean, as, like, I was thinking like caveman style. Like, <laughs> Big man blast. Right. Second sentence. <laughs> like that's Steve's band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Big man blast. 
Get hired for select shows. <laughs> big man blast. Um, ooh, big man blast. She's all wet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the that's the gist of the episode. That's the gist of the podcast. Good night. We are going home. No. Um, but uh, yeah, that is the flow of the chapter, which sets us up. Should we call that segment the gist will never find out? A.K.A. callback <laughs> from Back to the Future Part 2. I would accept that. No, I know. It's the term that it's the gist uh, yeah, yeah. is covering up <laughs> is mildly racist. So, um, Have you seen Back to the Future at all trilogy? No. You don't have to. It's fine. No, oh, I have not. Yeah. We're going to have some of those awkward moments now. Huh? <laughs> hey, the yes, Patreon sir. for this podcast is just going to be us forcing Ryan to watch movies that we've seen and he hasn't. Exactly. <laughs> All Michael J. Fox content, starting with the, what's the dumb TV show he was on? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I was going to say Sin City. Um, no. Spin family City. Ties. It's Spin City. No, no, yeah. no. When he was a kid where he was like the Republican oh, kid um, with the dumb family. Family Ties. Yeah, you're right. You're ties, right, right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But where he's Alex P. Keaton, the young sure. Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always wearing sweater fest. No, no Parkinson's at that point in his yeah. life. But um, well, it's um, there just wasn't expressed. Yes. <laughs> Genetically in his brain. But yeah. uh, um, that's really sad. So just like Berserk. Um, oh, and I was going to say too. <laughs> Great transition. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> uh, I, was now, I say, want to turn Ryan's mic down a little bit. It's getting, he's coming in a little hot now. Oh, there you go. Oh, so Ryan, hello, hello. The second. Okay. Yes. okay. Down there. Just there a you little go. Hello. Hello. Um, okay. Good. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. The, Excellent. I think what Ryan was talking about was the cathartic element of reading when you are, when you're in a certain emotional state and you hear a song or a piece of content or talk to someone. Uh, about a similar emotional state or a or a story that contains an emotional state many times when it's it's enhanced in that piece of content it's very cathartic and makes you feel like you're not alone in those feelings something that uh a mutual friend of ryan and mine my stepfather uh <laughs> because hey. ryan ryan is in my uh medieval and renaissance martial arts group that's how i met ryan mm-hmm. um we as call this other man barrack Barrick, yes, we have to keep his identity yeah. a huge secret. Oh. Uh, Barrick does not understand catharsis in any way, and why he will would sit- you want to feel anything? He lit- yes, why literally, drink? Yeah, our our other uh, member in my group was like he's a huge music guy, and he was talking about Pink Floyd and whatever, and he's like, I couldn't listen to that shit. I listened to it when I was young, and uh, it just made me more fucking depressed. And I was like. Well, you were already depressed then? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, doesn't it, isn't it nice when uh, someone else feels that those feelings? No, it just <laughs> compounds. It makes it work. Like just doesn't Oy. get it. So he's a very, he's a smart guy, but very like on the nose with uh, his feelings. It's, he's very black and white, especially when you get that yeah. brown liquor into it. Oh yeah. So. Big time. And that recliner chair with Gert sitting in. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My stepdad is the angriest sleeper. I've ever seen. He literally is like, this is not good for the audio listeners, but he's like, he, he, he's like grunting and growling silently while he sleeps sometimes like at, at parties that I'm having at my house because he'll right. drink too much. And then go <laughs> well, and the you do it at his and yeah, but he used to have a lot of the acid reflux, right? The girt and then no, that's all why he has that face. Right, Cause right, he's like, right. like you can, Fighting he's, he's dead asleep, but it's like burning his ends. Right, right, right. Just, just cooking. <laughs> Kind of like Guts was burned in the torture in this episode. Yes, uh, right. Great transit. Right on his, left, <laughs> right. his right pectoral. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, so 
the chapter breakdown. So this is the very first, I mean, technically not the very first, there was kind of a proto comic that Miura made as like a proof of concept before this, but, uh, but it comes later. It's yes. fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where guts literally looks like, um, a mix of modern guts and snake Pliskin from the escape from New York and escape from LA movies. But, uh, a lot of, a lot of Japanese people obsessed with, Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Hideo Kojima being one of them. Kojima hey. being one of them with his Metal Gear series. Um, but yeah, this this is maybe the greatest or gnarliest cold open to <laughs> any piece of content ever. Um, it I love how much it sets the stage for like, hey, this is going to be rated like hard NC seventeen. Oh, it's very open, like from the start with what this like, it gives you all the genres of like, this is going to be fucked up in seven different ways. And we're going to show all of them in the first chapter (laughs) and more later. But, you know, tune in next time. Like the seven (laughs) deadly sins. But um, that was a good show, too. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, um, the the as yet unnamed guts is. Yes, that's important. Yes, is yeah. Is I did making... the classic. I called him Berserk already. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, at the very end of the chapter, yeah, Puck yeah, just Berserk. turns to the camera and he's like Berserk. Yeah, it's, like, yep, it's literally wow. how it ends. <laughs> um, it's like he reads the story that he's in. Yeah, uh, it is kind of funny because Puck is almost. I mean, he is fourth wall breaking and like not well, fourth wall breaking, but like reality breaking in right. the comic. But um, but yeah, so there is this sexual encounter happening with what looks like a very aggressive looking man and a beautiful woman. And she then changes into a monster um, with like, you know, snake, you know, hair and, and like a, so many Cthulhu appendages. That, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her jaw expounds and, and mirror. This is like, and not first, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> hey sweetheart come on. Uh, <clears throat> i have a detachable jaw daddy um but uh uh the the i think to this it, it always works on me which is kentaro miura's um insistence on when he draws these apostles these humans that became these demonic powerful monsters he insists on putting their human face somewhere still on the body like as if it's like the brain of of the monster uh and it it is never not disturbing <laughs> it's it's so it's it's, it's like, never in the great. same place either it's 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 never consistent and it yes. it's always it's always disturbing yeah 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 it, and it shows, uh, yeah they're still tortured if they were because sometimes you're going to see some possessed people who've morphed yes, right yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. they're yep. they're inside there somewhere yes um you know still being fucked with or just that there's you know shapeshifter qualities and they don't need to fully right, undo right. that you know yeah, that's a good point. Like, it is. I I feel like as the reader, I think Mira almost knew that if he just made them turn into non-human monsters at all, like no humanoid quality, right. then you would just disconnect and go, "Ah, he's just killing a fucking monster," you know. Even though you're supposed to hate these things because they're like these ultimately egotistical people who did this, made this horrible pact with deal with the devil kind of thing, as we'll more out about later, but. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, uh, a really strong horror art tactic tool. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Um, uh, also real quick, um, as the resident art expert yes. over here, <laughs> um, I, I really like that the opening scenes are not only more detailed, but they're also drawn from campfire light, which essentially is uh, almost like an, uh, 
a uh, sort of charcoal look to it, which mm-hmm. is, is very cool. And it also lets us not really see almost any of Guts' face the whole time. Right, right. Um, which just kind of keeps who the heck is this? Is he the good guy? Is he just, you know, fucking a monster? Yeah. You know? I, who knows? But um, and then just the the choice of lighting is very cool because the monster herself or, you know, whatever you want to call it, is actually more lit than Guts is me like hmm. basically portraying early like, hey, Guts is kind of a villain like at yeah. the start, like he's he's always portrayed with those classic like villain, very nondescript eyes, tiny pupils, mm-hmm. um, whereas almost every other character, even as we see in this first part, the bad ones have just, you know, very large pupils as we see in like um, in other manga. That's that's pretty common. So anyway, I thought that was interesting for just like the opening scene. Obviously, a very memorable one. <laughs> uh, well, and is uh, the campfire light like uh, I don't I'm going to maybe use the wrong word here. Allegory or metaphor for telling the story. You're opening up like you're by a oh, campfire. That's a really good point. telling the story. Yeah, and yeah. Now it's unfolding <laughs> and then you get into it and then it fades out. It's like yes. old Grandpa Miura is luring you in. Hey, come by the campfire, and I'll tell right. you the story. And it's like this horrible. one time. <laughs> Let's light the fire, and then oh my god, oh my god, I'm horny. Extinguish, extinguish. I I love too that, I, and I went back to it the art multiple times. You don't really ever see or even read the sound effect text where that you don't really know what he's doing with his metal arm and shoving it in her mouth. But you just see afterwards, he puts on his cape, his cloak, and you just see her body kind of smoking like out of her face. So you assume, but later in this chapter, it's a big reveal that it's a cannon arm that oh, yeah. you know, causes this huge explosion. So I like that. Too. The, yeah, the only sound effects it shows are the the click click of like it getting ready, the metal clanking against her teeth. Yeah. And then the next scene is just wind as if yes. like it's, <laughs> it cuts immediately. So yeah. there's, uh, there's no explosion. First first criticism and it's a very minor one because i've been chugging chugging churning through <laughs> chugging makes it sound like i wasn't enjoying it i've been churning through <laughs> these deluxe editions so i'm i'm almost caught up to recent i'm a few volumes behind um the sound effect or the establishing shot mixed with the sound effect of wind whooshing is used I think multiple times in every single chapter of Berserk. I'm going to keep count of it sort of, but it's like, which it's not that it's bad. It doesn't hurt anything. His Because on the flip side, Kentaro Mira's establishing shots are like some of the best, as a, com- a longtime comic reader, maybe the best establishing shots like I've ever seen consistently. They could almost all be like a painting in and of themselves. Just showing a castle on a cliffside or showing yeah, some farmers, yeah, nice. you know, doing something. So... Yeah. Um, but many, many, like, it's like, he's trying to do almost like a, um, spaghetti Western style, like, like how desolate things are and how quiet things are. Yeah. But it's used a little too much, but you know, whatever. It's he the, flips his cloak, you know, it's, yes. it's all very, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, that is true too. I mean, I, this is, this is a, like at its core, one of its cores, a classic Ronin story. So like a, you know, tip, there's many movies about this comics and books, about you know rogue samurais that don't have a master and many times on a revenge quest which is what guts is as well um but it's cool because he's a very western looking man um on this ronin quest with a very western sword and armor and all that stuff so um quick question for all of you too you because you can even see it within this first chapter and you see it throughout the series it kind of stops after a long time but I don't think as you're the even more resident expert, 
Guts has pointy ears, right? He has kind of spiky hair and pointy ears. Very and, slightly, yes. And there are true. other men in this chapter that also have pointy ears. To me, it's always evoked that he's kind of, there's something a little bit sinister about them, but there, there's no lore reason for that. I think it's just symbolic. There's no real lore reason. They never ever explain, because like, you know, later Gambino, his adoptive dad, has pointed ears, yeah. um, things like that. But they never really explain it as the series goes on, right? No, no, they, there's no like, oh, well, actually he's part elf. Like, no, right. there's, yeah. there's, there's no, none of that. It's Pucks just, is, it's is it just half a, son? <laughs> is it something to do with the, <laughs> that he also my half daughter and half son. He goes in the time whole, dad. whole um, <laughs> And he just leaves after he doesn't even say him. He's like, yeah. no, no, dad, wait. <laughs> I half love you. Yeah. <laughs> you too tranced up boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it maybe, because again, I think in a lot of um, Japanese culture, there's always like obviously the demons and things like that. So mm-hmm. maybe the mark is turning him to a certain extent, and it's like a sign of the evil consuming him. I would say you could be half right, like a half sun, except that he's like this before the brand ever happens, the eclipse mm-hmm. ever happens. He's born yeah. like this, right? right but okay. I think you are half right in the sense that the Japanese are very specific with artistic choices, especially in color work, like in anime. Um, I mean, you can technically argue that mangas are color. You you can know the color of a character's hair or their eyes, which is an, a, a very important character attribute because um, it always says something about their personality because the covers of the manga are at least in color for the right, most part. Right, right. So, um, but I think to your point, yeah, there's a little bit of, of that going on where it's like, hey, he has pointy ears and spiky hair the spiky hair thing usually was like, oh, they're punky. They're like a punk kind of rebel person. Um, there's a name for like the the dickheads in Japan that are bleach blonde and have the fucking Goku hair, the spike yeah. hair and stuff like that too. Um, there's a specific term I don't know. But yeah. I also, to this same point, was realizing the parody between, like you were saying, the elf, you know, like Pucks has really pointed ears. It's almost like, yeah, you. I wonder if the intent was, are you wondering, well... Puck has like the same haircut basically as Guts too. So maybe this. he's Puck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and well, and to me, I, I asked the question some here in the notes where I'm like, Puck is this, and we haven't gotten to him yet technically, but he is this empathetic, he's like a creature of empathy, right? Of healing and empathy. He's like innocent. He's pure. He absorbs people's feelings that are around him. And he can also help, you know, change those feelings too. But it's almost like, and, and Guts is very cocky and very cold in this episode except for rage but um episode sorry this chapter well it's i i would say that his emotions are much more veiled to when i was first reading this i had the same opinion of like hey like this guy seems like an asshole am i even gonna like him as a character and then reading it again i'm like oh my goodness like every little side glance the dot dot dots knowing the context seeing what he's looking at who he's paying attention to what he's responding to and not mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense um and yeah. it, it's still the same guts just a more rugged harshly yes. cut version so yeah um, which based on when this is happening it makes a lot of sense so. it, it made me feel like Mira was almost doing a Jiminy Cricket Pinocchio thing. <laughs> like Guts is almost a real boy, but not in an innocent way and in like a corrupted way. And Jiminy Cricket is Puck, who is like his conscience and yes. is the, he's like <laughs> the audience surrogate too, where it's like, this guy's fucked up. Like he's not saying those words, but he's like, oh my God, he's a psychopath. Like, you know, and 
he's he's like guts his referee and his conscience like all at the same time yeah in in so many further chapters puck almost always ends every interaction with man this guy's so cold yeah and like or just like this that's that's too mean guts stop right. doing that how you could know? you do that to someone who just helped you like it's yeah. constantly yeah <laughs> but which uh, in the first chapter is himself yes, <laughs> he's yeah. like get me out of here <laughs> yeah guts and, is constantly uh, smacking him away we've got poor nation which I don't oh. know if this is Wolf or not, because he was saying he was trying to comment. He said Zod's is Guts' daddy. Look at us. Yes. Look at the ears. Um, yeah. So I, it's not shown the full. I, this sucks. We I, we have the chat here too. Which yeah, is, yeah. It oh, just doesn't yeah. show the chat fully in my thing. Um. But there yes, yeah. Zod is another character who has very Gambino slash Guts like, like as if when he was before he was an apostle, he was of the same race or whatever type of person, you know. So, yes. um. But um. Anyway, oh, another uh, question on, in terms of like how Guts evolves from this first, first chapter. It's interesting. Like, I don't think the Guts that we see um, after the Golden Age arc is over, which is, you know, a handful of years of the, of the manga later. I don't know if Guts would be having sex with an apostle because of a character we haven't been introduced to, which is Casca. So, because at this point he's the black, this is a flash. Well, this is a pre the, this is a flash present. And then the golden age arc, which is coming pretty soon as a flashback for a long time. Right. Um, so we haven't met Casca. We don't even know. I, I wonder if Miura had Casca in mind even because I can't imagine the guts that comes out of the eclipse, like cheating in a sense on Casca, even if it was to lure an apostle in, because he never uses that strategy ever. And there is another encounter much later in the series that he could do that. And that, and in fact, that character wants him to do that. Um, that, but that is not. true. Um, no. I would say though, I think, I, I don't know if Mira had, you know, Casca in mind yet, but, but I will say, I think this is intentional for him to do this because mm-hmm. uh, it's this first chapter and this kind of first arc almost is showing that guts will do anything. He even says it towards the end of this chapter. He's like, I like, I will do anything or as a human, he says humans um, will do anything to, you know, live. Mm-hmm. And so it, like right now you're seeing the guts. That's really hardcore struggling. Mm. You haven't seen nothing yet, but, <laughs> yeah. but he like, he probably knew the whole time that this person was an apostle. Right. Uh, and this is just to kind of, this is more of like a metaphorical thing. I don't know if it's so much of a like, Oh, like w- would guts cheat on Casca? Like, right. cause no, he wouldn't. But at the same time, he knows he's in service of screwing this monster over, like right, ultimately. Right. So literally, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't he doesn't also if you look at some of the early expressions, he really doesn't look like he's having a very good time. No. Like, yeah, true. E- even before like the monster is is shown. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, mean, I, I think look at the screen and give a big thumbs up and <laughs> a smile. Besides that, that one was thing, different. that was different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> He's already that, posting yeah. on Reddit. Uh, ten out of ten would smash. Right. You know? Exactly, and it's a picture yeah. of him. No, no, no. That's her. called the hit it, the quit it because <laughs> the quit it <laughs> meaning he blasts her face <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> yeah, she wanted to move it a little too fast because if you see, she wraps her legs around yep. his ass. Yep. It's, you know, it's it's going. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
anyway <laughs> um, it was more of a blowing ghost like he ghosted her after he blew her fucking face off so uh, yeah uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> so many catchphrases well should we progress past the first page this, i don't think probably, so uh, i think we should stay there the whole time I, no. <laughs> it's so captivating i yeah. mean really um no it, no that in, yeah the the rest will move a little bit more that no, yeah i joking. think no like to both your guys's point like it I, I put that note somewhere where I was like, there, yeah, there is so much richness in that first, when, especially as you've read more of the story, you're like, wow, it's almost like uh, they say that Back to the Future is like a perfect script, like every piece of the buffalo is used, like they introduce something, and everything has some importance to the story Connects. plot or characters, yeah, yeah. you know, so, um, but yeah, Guts leaves the body of the apostle behind, he heads to this town that's below Coca Castle, and very, very, you know, medieval, renaissance kind of place. Other great establishing shots. He's walking around this town and he sees a cart full of women and children, which he mentions a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Slan equals mommy. Yes, yes, she does. Poor nation. Now, is poor nation, um, is that uh, Wolf? Do you I don't think? know. That's why I was asking. Because if it's not, then that's a brand new Berserk listener right here there that we go. knows there we Berserk, go. which is that. That's great. Oh, and has very solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Wolf. It's Wolf. <laughs> nice. Confirm. Okay, cool. Confirm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, 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 but Wait. yeah, so Guts is walking through, I guess, Coca Town. <laughs> they don't really call Coca that town, name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and remember, he's a Pepsi man, yes, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> he's so he's glaring at everything. <laughs> he's in Midtown Manhattan, he's in Times Square, he's going to the Coca City, and he's just hating life because he just yeah. wants that sweeter, lighter, less caloric taste of PepsiCo, yeah. maybe a Mountain Dew, maybe a sister, yeah. Brand. <laughs> yeah. yes. But let's remember that he does look at the women and children later and not for the obvious reason, yes. but uh, for, yes. for a more uh, subtle one. So yes. then we see Puck. We get to see Puck for the oh, first yeah. time. Oh, Puck's uh, reveal. He's here. Mm. He's, he's in bondage <laughs> yeah. right yes. off the bat. Oh, um, <laughs> no, ge- no visible has, genitals. Right. Lines on his body, but no orifice. <laughs> yes. Just shadows. And, and also, I know that Ryan knows this too, as, as the issues go on, there is lots of genital draw. Like, like Mira is not afraid of drawing genitals oh, early as the on. comic goes yeah. on. But like yeah, when, like, yeah, guts when oof. he's a kid. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is not the time you want to see it. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, anyway. <laughs> so this is but a yeah, specific. Fae folk. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. and that's a thing is I think he's purposely left uh, androgynous. I mean, he's a boy, but he's purposely less. And yes. Cause later we do meet technically girl elves or yes. whatever they call them. But uh, yeah. Guck, girl puck. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, this scene, um, this is actually the opening scene in the 97 anime, because I think even the animators were like, uh, maybe the initial cold open sex scene is maybe a little too much for, for an opening scene. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 him uh, coming into this is this is Guts' save the cat moment. And so for those that don't know, save the cat moment is a classic movie trope where, hey, how do we establish that our hero has a good heart? Right. But the fun thing is, is that technically saving Puck is not a save the cat moment because he doesn't care about Puck's situation. His yeah. save the cat moment is when he goes to the bartender, the tavern uh, tender. Yes. And says, yeah. hey, I'm about to mess up your shop. The, the Han Solo <laughs> moment. Here's, yeah. Sorry for the mess. Yeah. You know? Here's here's yeah. some money. Um, oh, that's a good call. I didn't think of that. But um, and then he just fucking wrecks shop with the guys that are torturing. They're throwing knives at a tied up Puck, like using him as a knife target. And um, uh, Guts pulls out his cro- his arm crossbow for the first time. Ooh, yes. um, massive amount of crossbow darts in the early uh, chapters here. Like I did not remember that when first reading them a long time ago. 
And uh, oh, I forgot to say that earlier. Not that it's really relevant. I got about to volume 20 something when I was initially reading Berserk. And that was like my early 20s. And then I fell off and like sold them because I was broke. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, he's he's wrecking shop. Um, great sound effects. And, and while the art is just it's I wouldn't even say it's more primitive. It's like slightly less detailed. It's it's more 80s, 90s style anime manga art. It's still really fucking good detailed art. It doesn't seem like, you know, you go back to some old Marvel comics. And you're like, this looks like shit, you know, like it looks terrible. because right. They were just cranking out tons of stuff. But um Lots of great sound, like shunk and thunk, like when the fucking arrows are going into people's faces. He yes. takes the one dude that he lets survive, puts an arrow through his nose. Like... And and dings it like one of those <laughs> yeah. door things. I actually just noticed that it, like, yep. it shows a sound effect too. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, how much that must hurt. <laughs> and then he joysticks the guy with the arrow through his nose. As if that wasn't enough. Just yeah. a quick call out. I think we picked it up, but there was a del- like a cutout on my end. Uh, oh okay of like five seconds so oh, we got okay. most of it they got the door ding nice yes. uh, and then picked up shortly okay. after. just um, the hope i think the zencaster probably got it at least for the audio recording also <laughs> i want to mention blank here oh uh, weird like you guys locked up and then this went blank but oh strange okay but anyways, we're still not a big deal. Zencaster's we're still good to go. now. Yep, cool. yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. I, so oh, oh sorry i did want to mention uh that in the 90s anime they it is a uh I think it's a blacksmith's daughter or something. Or a ta- a, a, the tavern yes. keeps daughter yeah, that yeah. is actually in trouble. Puck is nowhere there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Puck is introduced later. Yes. Um, but this one, like, and regardless, the result is the same. I mean, Guts doesn't give a fuck about the girl either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but she's just like Guts. Oh, yeah. or like the, the black swordsman. Like That's so, it's it. it's more of a classic. Like oh, like guy saves girl. But actually, yeah. no. But this one, it's it's Puck. It's, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he tells the guy with the arrow through his nose. Uh, he says, tell, tell the, he says like, tell the leader of Coca Castle, the black swordsman's in town and to watch out. Cause he knows that unbeknownst to the reader, he knows that there's an apostle actually running the show up at yes. Coca Castle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, it looks like Serpentor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. From G.I. Joe, <laughs> uh, which I used to call Gee Joe. Ah, no, see. I did not. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's so, just what you call oh, yourself and, in the mirror. Yeah. I'm Gij. <laughs> when I went to my Kempo karate <laughs> yeah, class, yeah, yeah, it was Gij Joe. The uh, we also get to see for the first time uh, yes. Guts's big old sword. Oh I mean, yes, and because there's some off-screen enemy that just happens to look out behind you, and then he doesn't do the Batman, you know, backwards punch. He fucking <laughs> whips it out yeah. and just slices the whole guy. Yeah. You get to see the trajectory of the blood and everything. Yes. It's, it's fantastic. The, the reveal. Right here, it. uh, uh, it's kind of blurry. Yes. But yes. yes yeah. I can see because um, of the blood. Oh, yeah. Looking at the, the same page. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes. And I also love that <laughs> the first human kill with it is just a guy going, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't know what the fuck this thing is because, again, I know that Wolf knows this. Okay. He's a big time fan. But the giant sword really was not a thing in manga or anime before Berserk. Like it's one of the ways that Berserk was massively uh, influential. And a lot of people are like, Oh, cloud strife from final fantasy seven had a huge sword. It's like, well, that that's a fucking dragon slayer. Like it's, you know, it's, yes, it's a, um, it's a single edge dragon slayer. So, you know, the, the, the relatively smaller man with a massive, uh, slab of iron as they keep calling it. But, um, yeah, like kingdom hearts guy, he was the first yeah. one. <laughs> Sora, um did you play kingdom hearts i didn't i always wanted okay. to though it looked fun i wouldn't now that the third one came out years ago 
And I, I mean, I liked it for a while, but the third one was a big pile of shit and took literally 12 years to come out and it was terrible. So, oh, um, but, uh, anyway, um, so, and, and there is a very, in that reveal scene where guts is just in shadow, he's holding the dragon slayer up in one hand. Oh, that's, he's so got cool. the classic demon eye with no pupil that Ryan was talking about before. Um, and also brings home that he doesn't have another eye. Like his other eye does not open. We kind of see that anyway, but there's so much, as I've talked to Ryan before about me, there's a lot of very detailed and specific closed eye work with characters. <laughs> like a lot of posh characters are always talking to you smugly with their eyes closed, like, even though they're not blind or anything. But um, anyway, but yeah, Guts has one eye and that metal arm. For he reasons. goes into brown liquor barrack mode when yeah. he's talking to you like <laughs> this. And I don't know what's happening. <laughs> My dragon slayer's not worth jack shit. And they slam on the table and much. Hey, I hate pop, but I need him for some reason. Good, <laughs> he's fucking hot. Um, so guts is walking out confidently. Uh, uh, Puck is. This is actually a really funny segment when Putz is just like exposition vomiting at guts. He's like, the people at Coca Castle are actually doing this, and the mayor's going to be really mad at you. He's going to send his men. Like, da, da, da. and guts just fucking not listening to him. Lots of ellipses. Yes. Uh, and like the uh, uh, Tropic Thunder when he's rambling about the PS2. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Oh, you talking to me this whole time? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, if you take the format of Blu-ray, then that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you talking to me this whole time? <laughs> uh, and yes. yeah, Guts just smacks him away. Um, it's kind of funny because uh, middle guy audio is trash. Says no life watching. That's really funny, actually. Yeah. Oh, is that me? <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, you your are audio sounds guy. fine to us. But, okay. Well, um, there we go. I mean, I guess the quality of your mic is slightly less because it's a Yeti mic or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Not sponsored. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. No, it should be fine. <laughs> whatever. Anyways. Um, uh, also, at this point... But my lines are going up, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On the... Uh, yeah, so, whatever. Since we oh. do... Cajun Robin, it says, sounds fine. He's a oh, hater. Oh, okay. Ooh, He's a hater. Drama in the chat. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we do, we do have a later segment, but I want to just say it now because this is when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's... It says it was much too big to be called a sword, massive, thick, heavy, and far too rough. Indeed, it was like a heap of raw iron. Right. This is my favorite line from this chapter. Nice. Yeah. Um, since we're going to do one uh, segment later on, like yeah. what I our favorite that line is, and an arrow down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one Steve. Oh, on a shirt. Theme. You, I think <laughs> I meant shorts. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah. Well, on the shirt. <laughs> yes. You know, belly on. You know, and then. It's a long shirt. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, but I, I actually love this because uh, not for the, uh, you know, funny reasons, but it yeah. is funny. But uh, because it's just like, it's so, I don't know, such a storytelling moment. You mm. can like hear the narrator coming out and just being like, nobody knows what the hell this is. Yeah. <laughs> but this is just who this it, like. It's almost describing guts, right? It's, yeah. He's just this kind of hunk mm. of iron just beaten down like you can even see the dents already and this is yeah. just like the first chapter yeah it's dripping blood you know it's it's beaten and worn gus doesn't really give a fuck about it he doesn't have it in some nice case he yeah. just <laughs> shink, just into his yeah. back on and the that's one it. the one chain loot link that's somehow hooks onto a little hook or something on his back oh yeah that was so confusing <laughs> to me but anyway yeah i i love that that quote. is where like anime magic rules come in where it's like yeah somehow it sits at that perfect angle all the time and well i was gonna say but... this it, it <laughs> yeah. hints at magic of like is he magic that he can wield it so easy yeah yeah is the sword itself magic that it's light in his hands yes. for some reason yeah like yes. a, and a he's not sword which is why i love it yeah yeah uh, well we, we don't know that yet though right yeah <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah. It's challenging to put yourself back as a reader that was seeing this the first time ever and knowing nothing of the future. 
you know, reading it with maybe one next issue or something back in 88 or 89, you're like, yeah, is this guy a fucking superhero of some kind or, you know, whatever. Right. But, um, but, uh, and also like you were just saying, Ryan, this is the birth this is like the birth of a fucking archetype in anime and in pop culture in general as those couple pages, you know, it's crazy to yeah, see that moment. It felt like that's like the moment that yeah. it, it's just like, this is all coming together and yeah. it's only been a few pages and it's like, damn, this, yeah. this is already a guy I can puck turns to the, the camera and goes this magic moment. <laughs> Such a berserk moment. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. well, each book had a little button that you push and it just <laughs> actually played the song. For you. It was kind of weird. <laughs> it was kind of and all the moms right. are like no those are too expensive they yeah. really weren't expensive they just annoyed the shit out of the parents they right, didn't want right, the kids right, to just right. keep pressing and it over and over again but um and but, revolutionized uh, gift cards uh ever since you know yeah. birthday cards greeting cards things like that <laughs> um so puck is saying hey you're gonna get captured by the guards of coca castle there's fucking hundreds of them uh you made a big old stink you know and, and, and you know you weren't you weren't subtle with this whole thing and uh, because also Guts sent the fucking guy to go tell the head of the castle that he's here. Right, right. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like, you wonder if Puck hadn't been distracting him the whole time, would Guts have gotten the drop on him, which he does, and then gets thrown in the torture chamber, right? Like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But I was like, it almost seems like Puck is just annoying the shit. Guts is usually, like, super focused and whatever. But right. um, he gets, because <laughs> he says something like, damn it. Like, like, like it's a really small little word bubble when there's like a hundred guys on them. So, well, the, I think the, you're exactly right because, because if you notice the moment that Puck's uh, exposition stops is right as he's just about to light down on his shoulder, he's, mm. his wings are slowing. And then just before he does, he gets slapped in the ass, but you know, yeah. <laughs> in a mean way, yeah. uh, cause guts is mean. Um, yeah, not in a healthy coach, encouraging way. Yes. Which was never, you know, a bad thing for anyone. Which now his the, the whole time he has not been looking at Puck, and the second Puck does that, he looks directly at him yeah. and he's like, Don't touch me. Uh, which that's why he gets distracted because it's such a deep-seated memory and mm -hmm. trauma that we'll see coming later. Yep. Um, that he does not have any focus on the huge number of people that have just <laughs> yeah. appeared. Like it, it's yeah, it's a massive army just for one guy, because yep. of course, you know. Why not? But yes. yeah, I thought that was interesting. For the Kuroi Kenshin is the as how you say black swordsman in Japanese. The Coca Kenshin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um leading us to the castle. We get our the first Coca Castle. Uh <laughs> we're just gonna keep saying that. It's fun. <laughs> uh, um they so they put guts in the vanilla coke tower. Yeah. <laughs> the Coca. Yeah. Coca -ca Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the knights are just yeah. doing a conga line and right, right. just like a pet bear yeah right. with his, his later little um little like wand with the puff like the dandelion puff on the end of it, right. uh, yeah. that he uses for everything but <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. um this is the first time we really get a huge a huge recurring theme of berserk which is corrupt weak corrupt people in positions of power so uh the mayor um which note that the mayor is in very religious clothes like very catholic style clothes yeah, there's a lot of anti-christian themes in this yes. series which i can appreciate yes. but uh, very much yeah, yeah ultimately anti-religion as we'll see later because there's yeah, a lot overall, of yeah. other religions ex yes. exposed as well yeah. so when basically the crusades happen in the world of berserk and it's right. middle easterners versus and the kushan Christian. yes yeah, yes so. exactly um but uh but yeah so we get this little uh this little angry nerd uh, old man mayor who is saying which i mean it is true he's like you killed all those fucking men and then now they can't protect the town <laughs> anymore <laughs> um and uh 
but Guts doesn't give a shit. Of course, he's strung up. Uh, they've kept his his metal arm on. Um, Their to, first mistake. Yeah, to, to string him up. They're beating him. I told you to take this wizard's staff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the torturer is very angry that Guts is not reacting in exquisite pain or anything this whole time. Guts is a is a fucking bamf. Um, yeah. As I will never say. Yeah, again, he, but, he spits uh, in the guy's face. Yep, quite yeah, literally. The classic spit in the guy's face. Um, and uh, but yeah, the 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 Baron, as Guts points out, is literally just scared for his own life because Guts knows who the Baron really reports to and works for, who's running this right. this town. And which which, um, uh, which leads me to believe, by the way, that the connecting the first you know page that we spent so much time on, yeah. uh, and this part, it's it's his. I feel like it's his. You know his trail of blood, essentially. He's like finding these apostles and just hunting them down. And he, he was probably led to this town because he already knew there's an apostle there. Like there's, yes. there's these signs. He can feel it because of the brand. Yep. Right. And all that stuff. So, yes. Um, oh yeah. And lots of, uh, so sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit. Um, the bear, the bear, sorry, the mayor goes and talks to the Baron. Um, he also said he, he leaves and he, cause you know, Guts is like, ah, oh, fuck off. And so he leaves and he says, torture this man as much as you want, but don't kill him. Cause the Baron, you know, is going to want to see him or whatever. So, um, he goes to the, the Baron who is this, uh, also kind of extreme guts, like looking dude, but more like vampiric, more, uh, even pointier kind of ears, right. very sharp teeth. Um, and he's eating meat very viscerally. Yeah. Um, and he even throws a human ear at the mayor uh, when he's talking to him. Uh, very Joker-like. Um, and technically, if you want to keep it Japanese art, very much um, like the Death Note guy. Uh, the oh, Ryuk. Yes. yes. Uh, but, uh, Actually, his, yes, that, that, that's yeah. very much like him. The Baron's lines are great, though. He's like, he's like, you think I need a fucking reason to go wreck shop through the town and kill this fucking guy? He's like, I'll fucking kill people if I want to. And he says something like, my only goal in life is to see humanity burning and screaming and burning, fire yeah. of like whatever, you know, yep. that's torturing them to death and like all this stuff. So, uh, and it's cool because they have to like guts seems pretty evil. If you don't know anything about it, other than he's killed a, a monster in the cold open, but uh, they have to introduce that <sighs> this guy is true evil. There is nothing. This, this right. guy isn't given the, the tavern, tender uh what the fuck is a taking it's just a barkeep right i guess yeah. i'm trying to yeah. think yeah. bartender yeah, yeah. tavern tender it's a barkeep tavern a, still a, had a tavern bar. keep yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. tavern keep there we go that's what i was thinking i yeah. like tavern tender more right i like my steaks tavern tender tender. tavern man okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh uh, my mother's from Delaware. That's what all she yes. ever said about her steaks. <laughs> but she has a tender um, heart yeah. <laughs> that was her favorite care bear you ever seen Care Bears, Ryan? I would you like my to? sisters never got into that, so uh, no. no. Uh, Ryan us men only have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just, uh, didn't know I was with. Uh, <clears throat> all right, yeah, uh, a couple of Care Bear fans. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, um, Blue is the best color. Somehow that or didn't that become unfolding of three dudes. Huh? <laughs> somehow Care Bears didn't become as big as like My Little Pony for like cosplayers and things like that. Well, you think it'd be a pretty easy thing, but I guess because, well. There's not as much variety. It's mostly just color swaps for Care Bears, whereas yeah. the ponies have uh, different features, like some oh, like horns yeah, and wings and yeah. shit. So, yeah. yeah. That's where the Care Cousins come in, though. They're elephants and lions <laughs> and whatever. So, uh, anyway. to, to that point about the uh, evilness of like his look, and oh, he kind of looks similar to, you know, what how Guts has been presented yeah, so far. Yeah. 
I would say, though, there is a distinction in the eyes, and that's usually the important part uh, represented in most characters. Mm -hmm. um, he does have the pinpricks of light, but when it actually shows his real eyes, it's showing like a black pupil with a light kind of glinting inside. Right, like fire which, inside or something. Yes, with a huge pupil, which we've seen actually before in that um, the Temptress monster at the very beginning. Yes. So yeah, he's yeah. kind of laying this consistency of like, hey, apostle from before, Guts mm. said this is an apostle. He turns to the camera. Yep, he's right. Yep. It's and so to distinct. Oh yeah, there's that frame yeah, right here where it shows it, like, the eyes over the, the castle. eyes of God of Gatsby. You know, yeah, yeah. Over yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I forgot. Where is God? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in his um, pink suit. Yeah, guts calls everyone. Hey, old boy. Hey, old sport. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> but I. This was yeah, all for that her. Like something Puck would I'm do. I'm having a party back at Godo's cave with Casca. <laughs> She's getting all dolled up. Sponsored by Pepsi, not Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an old Pepsi party. Pulled out all the stuff. Uh, <laughs> Top of Mount Dew is where. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. A Lord of the Rings trilogy, That's but it's right. all Mount Dew. Everything's the yeah. same, but it's just rotoscoped exactly. over the top, and then they just change the ribbon. Right, just, just green and red. Yeah. Green lava, yeah. yeah. And then a lot more shakas being thrown yeah. throughout. Yeah. Extreme um, sports, they snowboard more right. on the, the shields. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so anyway guts is fucked he is he can't even move he's paralyzed from the injuries and pain and who shows up but a little naked sort of boy named puck he splashes into some yellow water so he's he and he's definitely not a piss freak because he does not like the water being yellow uh but he's got a set of keys he, he apparently knocked out the guard or something and um he's there to try and help uh guts but first as Guts is telling the reader, you know, his inner model, inner dialogue that uh, he can't move, we get the first appearance of a beautiful little cute character, an unborn fetus monster that is crawling oh, right. on a bunch of hay towards Guts, slithering towards him. And Guts says something like, you, oh, he says right there, you again. So like yes. introducing that he's haunted by this horrific looking you know, frail, weird looking thing. Yeah. Um, and, and when we find out what that is, it's insane and really depressing, but, um, yes. there are lots of don't touch me's again, when puck is trying to look at, uh, uh, guts wounds and puck stands up for himself. Uh, and he's like, Hey, I'm not going to do anything bad to you. And then he starts wiggling his little tail feathers, his wings and yep. all these little, uh, I think the sound effect is vring like it's a you know like high, a sheen kind of sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this high frequency sound and all these little elf light balls are going on to not not those kind <laughs> uh, puck's just walking around teabagging like he's playing right, Halo right, two. Right. uh all don't do anything bad to you just come on man <laughs> he has let it happen. a let it happen. proximity yeah. mic on so they could hear him when he's right. doing yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> um but he's he's healing guts his wounds um, something that I remember when I when I reread uh, read this for the first time again, you know, after like 20 years, um, like crazy how much this becomes a mechanic like Guts could not continue a lot of the times. I mean, he, he obviously has gotten very far for years, but as the enemies and the stakes get bigger and bigger, the the tender uh, tavern tender style stakes, of course, uh, get bigger and bigger then Puck is needed more and more to heal him or else he would just be destroyed all the time. So, um, um, oh, and this is the first time we hear Guts name because Puck says, while Guts is paralyzed and really can't do anything to smack Puck away, um, he says, you know, what's your name? And he says, Guts. And then, uh, you know, and then he says, what's that thing on your neck? And it's the brand. It's the kind of the first time we see that too. Um, 
it's it looks like this disgusting wound like it looks like like a canyon that's been formed when they show those close-up shots like we're looking at here yeah um and and it's like you it it's in between like a burn and a and a cut like you know it's like it's like it's never quite one or the other yeah. um it never like rots like a speed of healing but exactly just, yeah, yes. never fully it's yeah. like it scabs over and the scab always breaks but it never gets like infected or anything like that um but uh which you know would have been the real fear back in those times a few hundred years ago but well because um, it because it is constantly being opened up over and over again yes. so that's yes. kind of great imagery yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and uh and we we technically learn uh why pretty soon here actually after he's healed up but um um so yeah puck puck heals him and guts is extra cocky at this point because puck says something to the effect of like hey like even when you saved me from those guys and and guts just starts laughing maniacally and saying like you're a fucking idiot like who the fuck would save you you're just some little bug nobody cares about you i didn't do that for you right so puck gets very offended understandably because guts does not care about him also to be fair puck a little pushy, a little, a little clingy uh, at right, this point right. in their relationship. Well, he's known him like as... anime annoying character, right? Yes. Like, but hey, also, he he does explain that. <laughs> he says, "Oh, you know, el- we elves are very, you know, devoted, and we we yes. we follow a sense of duty." That's very right because he wants to right? pay him back for yeah. saving him. So he's like, "Even though you're an asshole, I'm it's I still heal you, and I'm here because I'm going to leave the keys for you." Right. So, um, the brand starts to bleed, and guts starts he gets a, a crazy look in his eye a wild look in his eye and he's almost happy but also something i didn't notice the first time i read this because it's repeated by one other character later in the series he starts gouging the skin on his arm despite just being healed he's like tearing I at his notice that yes and but specifically it seems like he's doing it to get some blood and lick it and like put himself into a blood rage kind of right and he's like i've been fucking waiting for you and he's all stoked and so um like the classic, I rub my hands with the dirt and taste it in gladiator yes. type move. Yeah, like yeah. I'm getting yeah. ready cue for the, battle. Cue the Greek chorus music that makes me cry at the end still to this day. Um, well, also, I, w- I want to point something out. So like we see Guts with just scars all over his body from the start. Yes. But it's after Puck heals him, Puck leaves. He's in the room alone. He looks down at his arm that's now been healed. It's been mm. focusing on his arm oh, the whole yeah. time. He looks at it, pauses, and then rips it open again. Oh, interesting. Because, and I, th- I think, not to get too philosophical here, no, but that's the point. I think that's because he's he's wanting to constantly be feeling that pain. Mm. He doesn't want to be able to focus on anything else. He And also, I mean, likely that does remind him of a upcoming character right uh like his his drive his whole goal and then interestingly right after that the, the brand goes off the right. little alarm bell and he does a little lick of his fingers yeah since. it's very much a yeah. again going back to trauma being the source of every every motivation in life which is ultimately kind of miara's miara's uh point um but yeah self-harm right he's sitting there being a cutter basically without a blade you know and well, controlling his pain, right? You know, what'd you say? Not Steve? wanting to be in debt to Puck, right? Like, oh, this little freak helped oh, me. Oh, that's go. a good point, too. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm too, I'm feeling too good right now. I need <laughs> right. to be more focused and in pain, like. right? Yeah. Because I deserve this, essentially. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's my my penance. Yeah. Exactly. Like the guys who wear the, uh, the, the religious guys who wear like the crazy shirts that cut oh, themselves sh- and the, yes. uh, or they yeah, put glass uh, in their shoes, shoes or yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Moon Knight, yes. yes. The flagellators. Uh, yeah, right. we get this great shot next of uh, 
oh, of yeah. the Coca Castle, <laughs> the Cansmen, the Coca Castle Collective, right here. Yes. Uh, they we will see the... pay top dollar for any bottle or can return. I was going to say we see the head bottle They're... officers on their right. on their horses up there. Their armor is made exclusively out of discarded cans. They are recyclable friend friendly. Oh, Kira, uh, Kira, Mira had to fucking. Just edit the shit out of all the he had, to, he had to like totally Photoshop over all the logos and the trademarks right, and right, shit right. like that. Exactly. Let alone the ingredient the nutrition facts, you know. But <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> but uh yeah, this this is it cuts to the complete massacre of <laughs> the town that the Baron is supposed to be like mafia style protecting. Um and they are we get the first shot of the Baron in his in his uh very G.I. Joe, medieval G.I. Joe as snake armor. Yes, that's and, true. <laughs> Um, and he literally has a halberd with a child. I think I called him Half a kid. Of a child. I yes. called him a kid kebab. Um, and <laughs> he's drinking the blood flowing out of the child's torso at the top of the halberd. Um, yep. weapon weapons, as always in this series, weapons and armor drawn very detailed. Um, and the period of most of the weapons, not all. There's some. There's some. You know, kind of range. Most of the weapons and armor are like height of the Renaissance period. So even though it's like a very, like people think that's very medieval, um, there's, there's all sorts of weapons, swords, shields, spears, whatever. But most of them are from like all of these pole arms here are very height of the Renaissance. Um, and the, the hyper detailed plate armor wasn't until almost like the age of the night was over and the age of the mercenaries, which is a huge theme in, uh, berserk, which is really awesome. Um, kind of the death or the, 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 the wastefulness and pompousness of the knightly class and how a lot of kings were just like, we just want to fucking hire fighters that can get results. We don't care where they're from. So, um, but, uh, and then we get, I don't know, this probably, I think this has been in old, old samurai movies. It might've even been in that one lone wolf and cub that I, that I was telling you about um, lone wolf and cub. If you guys haven't seen that huge influence, one of many influences on this comic and others like it Ronan, you know, stories, but um, guts fucking pops out from a pile of corpses, fully decked out, fully geared up again. He's gone over. He's gone over to the chest in the game where the torturers, the captors said, Hey, all your stuff's over here, but you can't have it convenient. And it's like, you know, so he must've gone over and saw the pile of shit. We literally get that from the mayor. He's like, are you saying that that pile of weapons is this man's arsenal? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) Oh good. Not that they threw it away or, or like whatever they put it in a nice pile where guts could get to it after he got out. But um, yeah, it does. Even though I'm being, being uh, sarcastic, it does make sense because why would any, why would any nation with a military throw away very, you know, perfectly good weapons and stuff too, you know, but, it's just so funny. It's never really hidden very well, but also um, a pile of corpses. Uh, kind of, he's, Oh, he's emerging from under the corpses, you yes. know, just, just like when he was born. Mm, yes. Right? I think we'll see that in a little illusion, but two, yes, two chapters or something like that. But when we um, see Gambino, that's when it happens. Yes. Yeah. But, um, uh, I wrote a note here, crossbow fest 5,000, because this <laughs> is just like endless crossbow bolts. Um, and, uh, which they really toned down, as the series goes on, he uses the crossbow, but this is like an Uzi crossbow. Like he has right, seemingly right. endless darts. Yeah. Um, gun. This reminds me of like, um, the Stephen King dark tower books with the gunslinger who can just like reload his double six guns in like less than a second, like boom, 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 yep. like his, you know, but, uh, he's almost magical as well. But, um, so we get guts with a one handed because his other arm still has the crossbow popped out. 
uh, or attached, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah, the crossbow's hanging on his yep. back belt and then attached, yeah. Cannon is always there. But um, one-handed strike with his sword through both a horse and the horse's rider, which is fucking rad. In um, armor as well. And uh, technically not a de- decapitation of the guy. It's cutting the guy in half and the horse is decapitated. Um, lots of, hey. Horse, Good edge placement. Horse triggers. Yeah. yeah. Good edging. Uh, horse yeah. triggers. <laughs> uh, lots of horses die in Berserk in very brutal ways. So just right. be warned. But um, um, it, it is funny because that that podcast I was talking about, uh, Just King Things, it's two like grad students, basically very like seemingly very nice guys, but they're very every episode. And like these are Stephen King books. It's like, yeah, if you're reading Stephen King, you should know these things. Every episode has a list of triggers of trauma triggers mm. like a mile long it's like right, racism right. ableism fat phobia like all this stuff right. it's like okay but if we did that for berserk we would be talking for 15 minutes yeah. at the beginning of every episode um you so, guys know what you're signing up for yeah uh the baron the the and guts have their first encounter i almost was like oh this is the first apostle and i was like nope that was in the the fuck scene at the beginning but um the baron in his um humanoid form still in his armor have their first encounter the baron is just berating guts he's saying oh you're just some stupid human what do you think you can do blah 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 and guts immediately shoots him perfectly in the eye (laughs) um and then a bunch more in the face and all that stuff through the hole in his armor and uh snakety man baron von snakety man as i wrote falls back (laughs) uh because do we ever learn his name or is it just uh, the Baron? Big boy snake. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Big boss. BBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he falls back uh, hurt and he's screaming. Uh, I think the sound effect is bah or something when he gets <laughs> shot in the eye. And Guts is like, bah, you know, put, putting his crossbow away. A little confident. <laughs> and uh, this is where we get not my favorite line, but maybe the best line. Puck says five times in a row, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> and then uh, Guts gets blasted with the massive thick shaft of a snake tail. Oh boy. And uh, the first of many blood barf stomach blows, all la street fighter two, when you get those f- uh, perfect right, body right. shots and the character has that like orange red barf. <laughs> <that goes out. laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, censored of course on the uh, right. super Nintendo version earlier on uh, to be like gray or green or something like that. But um, lots of, lots of blood barfing here, lots of close up shots of any, and a very, disturbing weird way that again that human face of the baron is worked into the snake like his mouth is the hole which is kind of weird like everyone's mouth is the hole where your tongue is but like the, the snake right. tongue the way yeah, it is is like just, filling his whole uh, his whole mouth yeah. his mouth hole right. reminds uh, me of like uh, the starlack or something yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also j- j- i don't know if it's just me but why does guts look way hotter when he's about on the ground like <laughs> look at Ooh. look at this like, look at that oh yeah the way he's drawn is so like nonchalant in the other ones like he'll he, look almost stupid and then in the ones when he's beaten down he's like oh i can't take it yeah. anymore like he's got he this like, like um, look at him yeah softer griffith features almost like a more like as opposed to gruffer uh harsher lines on his face like his jaw is like thinner and more pointed and things when he's on the ground it also i don't know it just seems like more of an intentional draw like he, yeah he seems very square exactly when yeah, he's yeah. not in those poses but yep. he seems very uh, angular angular in a good way i yeah. guess yeah so anyway moving on um moving on to that uh, um, <laughs> so the baron reveals himself in his full apostle form which which is funny because in this early issue here is kind of goofy looking compared to a lot of the later apostles that we see, which are very much like much more uh, Lovecraftian and, and you're, where you're just like, 
oh my God, there's no rhyme or reason to where these eyeballs are and these tentacles yeah. and these like spines coming out and things like that. I mean, even um, the even the first one that we saw at the very beginning looked had, had more stuff yes. going on. Yeah, like, yeah. Just in terms of intensity. More random fucking well, that weird. Could show Because he falls pretty quick, right? He's not a tough one to beat so maybe like yes. the crazier they look the more demonic yeah. empowered yeah, relative, they are relative right? to that first one and many later on the battles with apostles last much longer and there's always like guts is always trying to find out the secret while he's getting his ass handed to him and everything um he's always reading the secret um that that book yeah. you know that self-help book because <laughs> <laughs> you know that that book has right i mean that has a tip for everyone in there no matter well, what he, the he manifests you know right. his wins and <laughs> yes. a success in life and his next step and phase so um so bunch of stomach blows back blows for guts guts is getting completely fucked up um and after it's too much there's more and you see his eyes actually like fade a bit yes yeah <laughs> and his tongue is actually sticking out like he you can actually i just oh, noticed yeah. this. That, you can that see frame. blood <laughs> coming from his head but also fucking throw up i think because yes. like there's a different color for this yeah because it shows oh him throwing gosh. up blood in many scenes here oh, um he's getting his bones That's cracked intense. on the inside so <laughs> shouldn't uh, have had that hot dog at the tavern <laughs> <laughs> That tavern tender yeah. said that hot dog was done. Tavern tender said <laughs> it was undercooked. Um, but, it was uh, all according to Guts's plan, though. <laughs> that yes. hot dog oh, included. I was going to say, yeah. are you talking about the hot dog still? No, yeah. You're talking about the hot dog this whole time? Uh, but, um, but yeah, so uh, the Baron has, is grabbing Guts and he is taunting him again, saying, ah, you fucking, you're just a human, blah, blah, blah. Of, of course, very uh, arrogant, as all apostles are. And guts. To, now we it is revealed what is hidden in that metal arm behind that fist, and it is a explosivo canono, as the Japanese say. Um, and he blows half of um, the Baron's face off. Basically, um, you can see this yep. convenient little chunk of like uh, his eyeball <laughs> coming off in the explosion too. Actually, um, and his other eyeball, you know, the, yes. the face one and the snake. <laughs> oh one. yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do love this. Is also the first shot of of many which always it's always satisfying to see guts pulling the string that launches the cannon with his teeth yep. like he's just because he's like his other hands fucking grabbed all, by the apostle yeah. and and uh, super satisfying um yeah. a lot of last resort fighting with guts even though guts is very tactical like he seems brutish but as time goes on you realize how tactical he is which he learns from his time in the golden age arc from when he actually joined a, a military kind of group but i would say even even still like right now he cares a little bit less about how he's going about things but yes. later oh for sure he's he's going you know he's thinking about he's having inner monologues about like how to approach yeah. this monster and stuff here it there's none of that it's just showing the raw spectacle of it and how he's just like hey i'm almost intentionally getting beat like the shit out of me yes and then just it's to almost from this, like puck's point of view as opposed to guts's you know yeah just to say to that monster like hey <laughs> with a very yeah, you know villain like face it's kind of almost goofy yeah uh, like you know we, humans are humans are stronger than you think so basically he, he wanted to humiliate the guy saying hey look i'm gonna be, get beat the fuck up and i'm still going to kill you yes like in yeah. a very painful way so a classic that's your best shot right yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and then of course puck turns to the camera hit me with your best shot fire away and guts goes <laughs> all right puck and yeah. goes, Ding! <laughs> thumbs up to puck and then boom right little uh, stars <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, jukebox uh, <laughs> lots of cuts to puck chilled by the violence and he's getting overwhelmed with the feelings of 
emanating from this battle, um, almost getting like traumatized himself, uh, hugging his little tummy and all that stuff. And, and um, uh, Guts asks a very critical question here after his speech about, or sorry, it's before, I think, right? Um, where he asks, uh, where, where are the God Hand? Where are the five members yes. of the God Hand? And um, after yeah, after the goofy face speech where he's like, hey, you say humans are weak. Well, they are. But it's our desire to live being that weak. Uh, that's actually like our true strength. He doesn't say it as nice as that. But ultimately, that's his um, uh, philosophy against the philosophy of people in power, people with people who seek power. Right. Like Guts is a character who never really seeks power. He just seeks vengeance. Right. Where apostles are these characters that actively sought out power and we find out the horrific things they had to do to get that power. But um, so he asks where the God hand are and the Baron says that is not for apostles to know. They don't know where the fuck these uh, Cenobite like beings. Right. Are. Yeah, especially these lowly apostles. Apparently. Yes. It just looks like a snake. That's it. Yes. And to your point, yeah, there's many casts of apostles <laughs> as time goes yes. on. But um, also uh, one other point um, for the art style here. Yes. Uh, when he's just knocked the fuck out and he's on the ground, like you don't know if he's alive or not. And the, the snake is still talking to him when he gets. So previously he's been drawn with this, you know, you can see all of his face. It's light. He's clearly the good guy in mm-hmm. the situation. Even when he's cleaving through the snake. Yeah. He, when he gets up from being on the ground, his face is half shadowed mm-hmm. and then it starts more shadow more yeah, shadow until yeah. you see the glint of the eye only and just black all mm. over his face which then makes him look with, even more demonic with the crazed expressions yeah. very little detail and then he asks about the god it's like when when he's rising from this beaten down state it almost reminds me of something that happens later with uh his his armor you know like when something uh, taking this yes. inner wolf taking over yeah perhaps. yeah yeah um so that might be a little uh hint of that in the future yes but um, um yeah so Yes. Puck so is just appalled by all this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, but Puck is also kind of like crying too, because he's feeling guts. He's, he's an rage. empath. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Dreamcast game, sort of the berserk colon guts rage, uh, which I played that. Oh, another, I played the living shit out of that game. Cause it came out pretty quickly after I'd watched that initial, um, first season. Right. So, Hey, and then still didn't uh, turn off my uh, fucking phone after all that. Sea Man, the sequel. Yes, uh, exactly. That was playing as uh, yes, an <laughs> not to be confused with Sea Man, the weird uh, GameCube or Wii game where it was the little Japanese man as the fish floating. Around. No, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was being saying that was one of the, <laughs> oh, the, the demons that you raise. <laughs> yes, they kind of had an apostle. Because I was on work. Dreamcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a weird fucking game. Um, but uh, basically, like a um, uh tamagotchi style game but with like photo realistic japanese men faces rotoscoped onto fish bodies that would evolve into a frog and yes creature oh i really want to take care of those (laughs) you you could talk to it because i had the mic that plugged into your phone (laughs) and then the tamagotchi element that plugged into the controller vmu yeah that's right because you could take care of the dumb little things on sonic adventure too while you were away but um the, the chows or whatever. Uh, yes the chows yeah. yeah yeah um in your chow garden um but yeah so puck is seeing all this and guts says you know hey enjoy burning to death slowly which is exactly what the baron said he hoped would happen unbeknownst to guts that's exactly what he said hoped to happen would hope to happen to humanity like his only goal in life is to see uh humans burning slowly to death as they scream in terror and pain. So, um, as he does now. Yeah. Yes. And so, 
he uh, uh, guts, you know, dramatically puts his fucking sword back on his chain link. Um, he's uh, you see the hand of the Baron kind of, you know, burning up. And uh, and obviously we should mention too the cool um, the cool font change that happens whenever apostles or anyone that's been, you know, demonized is talking any sort of smoted. Um, yeah, which, by the way, uh, a side note about that: some uh, manga mangakas or whatever that they, they would actually make the border of the speech well be different for different styles of speaking. Mm. Speaking, but this one, he actually has the font change. Oh, um, so a little difference. He uses the uh, the surround the the border more for how intense it's supposed to feel, right, right, right. Versus uh, and just saves the style for the actual font. Oh so, yeah, because even Puck has the same kind of border as the Baron. But yes. font is still normal with Puck. And then, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, Guts is like fired up as he's walking, you know, off screen into the fire or, you know, whatever, through the town in a way. And this is when we get beautiful Puck just looking on close up and he just is quiet and he just says, Berserk. And I, I also like to think of it like because it actually has a a, a long range shot of him and then a close yes. face. So I just imagine the camera just the really quick, zoom. like vroom, oh, just into his face, zoom. and yeah, then yeah. He, and he's like Berserk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some fucking musical cue, like ding, a ding, Chinese ding, 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 ding. Um, Yeah, but uh, but yeah, then that is where the Black Swordsman ends. So yeah, what a climax. Um, Oh, <laughs> as I said, after every chapter, <laughs> because I've masturbated at the end of every chapter. Um, but uh, yes, and of course, the end scene is Puck's beautiful buns right in the foreground. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I just as, realized that as it's flaming. Oh, no. But it is crazy how quickly you get accustomed to it in this comic. You know? I never have. Yet. Buns or the, the <laughs> carnage. I, I'm not sure which. Yes. Oh, yeah. Both um, yeah. equally shocking. Because, yes, as, as the series goes on. There is so much nudity in such horrible surroundings that it's it yeah. really messes with your head quite a bit. Um, I mean, not so much anymore. It's like when I was a teenager, you know, when you're a teenager, you're looking for any content that you ever can get your hands on. Oh, please have some nudity. But then you look, you look back at like those movies and you're like, sometimes they were like a sexual assault. And you're like, Ugh, I probably it is. a But it's also a weird thing for the movie. Oh, Revenge of the Nerds. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um Anyway, um, we've wrapped up the main chapter breakdown, yes. and we're going to go over everyone's favorite lines here. Um, Which, spoiler alert, I already gave mine. It was the yes. one about his big old sword yes. being a slab <laughs> of iron. Um, mine is Guts saying, if someone can't live their life the way they please, they might as well die. Uh, and he says this to Puck. Um, and I like this because... A, it just kind of connects with me. Um, but also, uh, this is like the theme of Guts's character throughout the entire series. Like this comes back in such a huge way at the end of the Golden Age arc um, and sets the series off in a massive, I mean, hey, it could be following the flow of causality uh, as as uh, one of the God Hand always says, but um it sets off the series in a huge way. It's, it's a, it's a defining guts having this feeling at a specific point and the decision he makes because of not wanting to follow someone else um, or, or just do, do what be under the order of somebody else uh, changes things in a massive way. Just like that massive slab of iron as I'm drooling. But um, anyway, Steve, what is your favorite line? I think when he says Pepsi, it's a choice of a new generation. <laughs> 
it was so good. I cried. It was a close second. Yeah. It was a close it was second for yeah. me. Cried brown. Um, soda, I'm uh, going to mess up your shop a bit. Cried brown? What are you? <laughs> yeah, cried cola. From I'm what, crying cola. From what hole are we talking? What? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, you can say, no, I was going to make another joke when you said, I'm going to mess up your shop a bit, because yeah. uh, I've done that in several restrooms. Uh, gone to the, <laughs> okay. And you and you gave the, them gold coins. I did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Which hey, is tens of thousands of in dollars. protest <laughs> against the coca. <laughs> the food was great, but. I'm going to mess up your shop a little bit here. I'm going to shit pure <laughs> Pepsi Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to probably go with goofs on this, but uh, that's fine. No, no lines were as touching to me. Not that any of them are bad, but uh, no, it's fine. Again, I, I like that it unfolds, uh, tells a story, right? Uh, that he is this person who is not invincible, but clearly a badass who's you know going to do the right thing at the end of the day and right, help right. these people yeah so. his little for his himself little... at least so far but yes yeah. later <laughs> well, so far, but there's more nice yeah. people but but you know the townspeople are now pseudo saved even though they didn't think so yeah his little yeah. Saved can't you see people. that they're saved by all the corpses yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying so you know in the long run they're not yeah. going to get eaten yes pseudo <laughs> saved like pseudo apostles as exactly it's coined very quickly in later uh chapters of the series but. Which, which i do think though that guts grows much more of a heart later because right yeah. now he even makes a point of telling puck like i honestly don't give a shit about any of these people like right. all i want is to kill that guy and go to the next place like yeah. and so when he's you know walking in this trail of bloodshed it's just like well yeah that's what he he did what he said he wanted to do yeah. he, he emerged from the corpses which i was thinking i'm like what is he doing there like is he using right. them as a shield right i feel like he would be right like he just he's he's you know slowly approaching the snake guy and he just bursts from the corpses yeah. like i don't know that's well, he's yeah. a, the, the I mean, predator guy was sitting there and he's like exactly what are you doing here <laughs> yeah why'd you show up with a little puck um but i mean again he's on a next level right of like these people were fucked to begin with. Me ending their nope. life right now isn't really a thing, right? In the long run, I'm just trying to like vanquish all this, you know, the evil here. Yeah, I don't even know um, if it crosses his mind. Like the only thing it seems like he's paying any attention to was that like the cart of women and children being right. carted off, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the only thing he makes a like meaningful glance at. And then even at the very beginning, there's like a beggar on the street, like in its his own frame. It doesn't show guts looking at him at oh, all. Oh yeah, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care yeah. about the knight that's on his horse, the the beggar. But he looks at that, you know, and you know, we'll see more why. And I forgot well, these are all. Yeah. I was just gonna say these are all men who are corruptible and do evil things anyway. So why care? Because he throw he right. throws the cart. Not literally, he's getting tortured, but he throws that in the mayor's face, where he's like. Right. You're just doing this to stay alive. You're feeding right, humans. You don't I saw the yeah, cart yeah. of meat right, that you're yes. feeding. You, you know, feeding to this uh, this big snake dude that you have up yeah. there. But um, uh, and then uh, another segment here. Uh, I'd fuck puck. So what? So here the rules are: the answer is always no. But <laughs> is there a, a frame of puck that tempted you to want to fuck puck in? <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this comic, which this can be a fake segment because we're not going to go back at each each frame and look. But um, wait, uh, you guys weren't doing that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of colored <clears throat> post-it notes in your. I'm gonna be, I drew I'm on honest, this for me, one. It was uh, the, oh. the third to last one. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> in the the you know right there in the cell with him. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you you put like yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is it is hard to forget the the puck. Uh, that sumptuous night. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he closed all my holes with uh, that elf dust and then opened them up again, <laughs> uh, erotically. But uh, yeah, it's hard to. I mean, that is quite. It. I mean, it's 
all jokes aside, it is cool that like so far you've seen Guts, who's just like the manliest man, right? And then you see the most of like this huge page of like the most effeminate character. And yeah. they and, could be holding a guinea pig potentially. <laughs> Different deep cut to a personal friend of ours who's someone thought their child was posting coming out as trans. When he's yes. just a 14 year old boy yeah. with a who was getting a new guinea pig for his 14th birthday. Oh. Uh, but he is this, this, uh, it's, it's our friend Josh that we've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. His, his son is very into, um, what's the Korean boy band? BTS. BTS. Uh, and very into, he's in his, his Asian love phase, right? His Asia file phase. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, so he has very long, you know, straight hair and like all that stuff. And he's all, he's I holding his guinea pig, which you can only yeah. kind of see. And it's like, and the, they're like, we're thinking of, you know, uh, like the the family female name. And, Welcome to the yeah. family. Like, all this stuff. oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I see what you guys are he's, he's, he's like, I know my son does look a little fat, but yeah. yeah. Um, so we're saying Puck could be holding a guinea pig here. Yeah. You never know. But, um, I mean, the question with Puck now. is. Does it mean anything meaningful to your sexuality if you fuck him? Because he has a butt clearly, but he doesn't have any genitals. I mean, we're getting back to the does genitals, you know, define gender versus sex, right? But mm. um, which all of us, you know, none of us have gotten enough of that conversation at all in the past few years. But um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, no, we wouldn't fuck puck on that. We should all look to the camera. We would not fuck puck. Um, and yet we're going to ask this question of ourselves every single episode. <laughs> you have to. You have to challenge yourself. Yes. Although for the entire Golden Age arc, Puck is not in the story at all, really. So. Easy answer. <laughs> Trust me, if there's <laughs> anyone we want to fuck, yeah. it's, it's, we're going to talk about it. Oh, yes. There's going to be another detail. androgynous yes. boy <laughs> in the series. Uh, and then um, uh, this, se- this last little segment here uh, is a character we haven't met yet. Um, a young boy named Rickert, who is part of the band of the Hawk, or as as has been kind of retconned, Band of the Falcon. Yes. Um, the Taka no Don. And Don technically means Falcon, yes. not Hawk. But uh, Although Band of the Hawk has a much better ring to it throughout the whole thing. But um, Falcon's cool too. <laughs> it is. But but in terms of the actual verbiage, like Band of the Hawk is better. Band of the Falcon, it doesn't just roll off. But um, I just keep wanting to say Band of the Falcon Punch. Rickert Slap or Falcon Punch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But who does Rickert because he slaps a character infamously later in the series, but who does he need to slap yet, but the yes. most in this chapter? Basically, the answer is always Puck's ass. But who is like the most annoying character that needs a good slap? I said it was the mayor because he's a little bitch. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty good one. I would say uh, probably the the belly of the torturer because he looks like he's been drinking <laughs> too much good. coca. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got a soda belly for sure. Yes, yes. The tavern man, okay. Mm. Tavern man. The, tavern, no, I'm just joking. Because yeah. he's the keeper. The tavern tender. Yeah, the yeah, tavern tender. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he, no, he fed him that bad hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you're yes. right. There's you're gonna right. be a lot of annoying characters. Uh, the conviction arc specifically has one of the most annoying characters that I did not care about in any piece of fiction I've ever read. But we'll get to that probably in a couple years because it'll take that long <laughs> doing a bi-weekly <laughs> show. But um. Um, but yeah, that is, that is our episode. Um, yes, sir. we can, uh, in the future, we'll have like maybe a cool outro music bed or something, but, um, we don't have social. So yet. if you press play on the keyboard, that could throw something down that you're mm, throwing there a note go. on. But there we go. We have just lower it a bit, but yeah. 
But yeah, tell your friends about No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. Tell your family, if your family is not also... Don't tell friend. all of your family, just just the right. cool ones. Yes, just the ones that would get it um, and that wouldn't... Uh, uh, that wouldn't listen to the podcast and give us a one-star review for being too explicit, even though it says explicit when you <laughs> listen to the podcast. Or just play it in road trips with your family. There, yes, Don't tell exactly. them what's happening. Just Give them a little the shock. Yeah. yeah, Especially with young kids yes. um, on those road trips. They can but, relate to Puck. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, exactly. he's a little guy. He's, you can, you can show them your entire iPad full of gigs of Puck pictures. Some right. fan-created, some uh, All saying, from, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> scribbled over every picture um, one but, left uh, blank but the other <laughs> ones I would not yeah. um, oh we missed sorry we missed a whole segment it's gonna be quick the sword rapport so uh, is there a D there as, yeah, or should I ask sword. Yeah, like uh, sword rapport like the Colbert rapport you know, guy we need to put too. a D in everything yeah, um, exactly. but yeah like what was the kind of bullshit technique uh, with, with these medieval renaissance weapons that you would never do number one here very cool shot but guts cutting all the way and hitting the ground with the sword, you never do that. You don't do that. Um, bad bad posture. He's doing the classic Japanese uh, video game thing, like Kingdom Hearts, where just smacking that thing in the ground instead of at the enemy, but uh, and standing up nice and straight. Which we do see in other areas uh, when he's like training by himself. He yes. can actively swing that and yeah. not let it carry him where it's going. I know he can do better exactly, uh, from the guts. future, which what is why I called out. And on? He's not grabbing that pommel. Pommels are meant to be grabbed and manipulated. He's treating it like an axe handle. So yes. that does get a little better as time goes on. But um, yeah, to be to be fair, most of the people in you know media are not grabbing the pommel yeah. because the pommel is decoration. Yes. Um, now his though, not so much. It's kind of just a nub. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, like nine nine nub from Star Wars. The little yes, the little Filipino <laughs> alien. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Latin alien. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so we'll make sure and not skip that another time, but uh, next time. But yeah, uh, 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 listen uh, to whatever the fuck, vol- volume one, chapter two, which will be, I should have written it down. Um, is, uh, I mean, it's volume one, chapter two, it's fine. The brand. the brand. Yes, where it's all about Pepsi versus Coke and the logo Let's design see. and all that stuff. <laughs> they didn't marketing. edit out the, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New pretty Coke much a, power, pretty much a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. What'd you yeah. say, Steve? New Coke versus uh, Crystal Pepsi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a memoir, a life. Um, but uh, yeah, tell your friends about the show. Subscribe to that podcast feed. And when this is up on podcast feeds, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, you can comment in the, you know, you can kind of review us in uh, that five-star rating. And if we get those five-star ratings, I'll come up with a cool name for that segment. But we'll give you a shout-out and read those nice reviews on the they don't even have to be nice if, as long as you give those five stars you can write whatever yeah, right you want. literally whatever you want you can write your clone recipe for coca castle cola see si. if you want but uh, and we'll try it yes. out on our patreon but um, don't have a patreon yet either because that would be presumptuous but uh yeah thanks for listening to our first episode of no guts no glory the berserk podcast and we hope to see you back in a couple weeks see you later bye bye, bye. bye.